0: to another episode of Timeless Wealth. I'm excited today. We have Tanya joining us from the practice management team. You're one of the managers on the practice management team here at National Bank Wealth Management. Yeah. But we like to call you a business coach. So yeah, Yeah. you're the person we come to when we're trying to figure out all sorts of stuff and best practices in, in business and why we thought it would be important to have a chat with you today, particularly business owners are faced with all sorts of challenges as we know. But one in particularly is how do you find talent? How do you hire the right people? How do you know when to hire them, how to find them, and then how to retain them? And that's a big, big challenge and a big conversation with people we're having right now. So we're Mm -hmm. excited to kind of dig into this topic and kind of hear from you some of the best practices and, and things we can be thinking about when we're endeavoring to Grow our business.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, this is great, and I'm glad to be here. Um, well, you know, when we look at at business owners, like you said, there's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of questions and a lot of concerns when it comes to talent. And as business owners, we're not really equipped with how do we hire and how do yeah. we integrate. Like, it's just not something you're necessarily. It's another
0: hat we have to wear, exactly, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And and you're no different. You're a business owner yourself, so. You know, one of the key parts when you're evaluating when is the right time or uh, what is the particular need I have, uh, it's important that you spend enough time trying to figure that out. Right. Um, Because sometimes we'll just hire because we're all busy. Right. And and at the end of the day, you're not necessarily going to make sure that you're efficient in what you do. Right. Um, But that you potentially could just keep adding staff on and then you end up replicating or duplicating and and missing the true gaps.
0: Right. Well, uh, and then it might be easier to hire somebody, but then when you get them in, if they're not the right fit, it can actually be pretty disruptive to an overall team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not fit with the culture. And and, yeah. uh, yeah. So important. Yeah. Step.
1: Yeah. And so in that evaluation of those business needs, it's really, um, it's thinking about what are the, where are the gaps? And and in order for you to find out where the gaps are, it's really important for you to think about where you are today. Right. right? And so, and and you do this a lot with, with your clients, where am I today? Who do I have on my team today? Mm-hmm. What needs are they filling today? And where are the gaps? Yeah. Right. And making sure also that you're looking at your processes to make sure you're efficient. Right. Again, not adding that body just for the sake of adding the body. Right. Um, And it's looking at two things. So you're looking at the skills. Mm -hmm. So, what are those uh, competencies, the uh, job requirements, any licensing that you might be uh, needing? But then it's also, like you said, the fit, uh, and that's related to the behaviors. What right. types of attitudes and values do these individuals have? That's a little touchier, harder.
0: to. It, it's harder it. to assess, but it's a really, really key part to making the whole engine work, right? Yeah. I know we've done some exercises with you on personality, and I think yes. yeah. it was the eye-opening behavior. to yeah. our, our team to say, oh, I didn't know you thought that way, or oh, that that's actually a very complimentary skill. Um, you could yeah. see where Sean and I were very opposite <laughs> yeah. or where Jalal and I were similar. It was yes. it was very eye-opening exercise. Mm-hmm. But you're right. When you're interviewing somebody for a new position or adding on to your team, making sure you're paying attention to those skills is is a really key part. Exactly. exactly. It reminds
2: me of that. Uh, I, I want, many years ago, I saw that quote, like, you hire for attitude, you can always teach skill. Yeah. But this it, obviously, there are some licenses and degrees, Tanya, as you mentioned, that you obviously need to... I have uh yeah. if, if you're recruiting but um yeah it, it, attitude is very important behavior is very important the yeah. the work ethic of the individual that's coming uh coming on board uh, mm-hmm. or that the one that you want to interview is is quite critical in in, in my
1: opinion
0: any mm-hmm. tips you would think like how do you draw that component out
1: yeah uh it's tricky because again it's not something you can evaluate in a job application right, right? Yeah. so yeah. you're not going to get these types of of, of information from a paper. And right. that's mm-hmm. why, you know, sometimes you say, well, they looked really good on paper. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you got them in front of you and it was a little bit different. So... Right. Um, You know, that's where the interviewing comes into play. So so you want to prepare for your interviews and make sure that you're drawing out from your candidates those types of behaviors. Right. Right. Um, And it might be questions around, you know, give me an example where you weren't provided much guidance and you had to complete a task. Right mm-hmm. so that forces them to think back to an actual live example mm-hmm. of where they needed to problem solve right, mm-hmm. and, right. and figure things out with no, not a lot of a lot of direction yeah. right um Asking questions around how they learn. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, that's a good one. I like that. I've never been asked that. How how do you learn? I've never ever been asked that. So if you had a a new task to to take on, um, what process do you take to be able to make sure that you're you're grasping the content? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna write that one. That write. How how do you learn? (laughs) (laughs) I I like that one a lot
2: because um, there's a lot of research that shows that the way individuals learn. Uh, heavily influences their behavior right, and, yeah. and their level of cog- uh, cognition. So yeah. it's actually a really interesting one.
1: Um, it also allows you as a, a manager, I guess, when you're you've got your business, your your business owner, but you're also play the manager role, yeah. to be able to make sure that you're fostering the learning that is most adaptive to the person that you choose. Right. right. So if they say, well, I learn by doing, you don't want to send them a webinar or right. you know, give them a book yeah. to learn because yeah. that won't be their preferred way.
0: Right. Well, gotcha. the other tricky thing too is navigating the work from home, you know, oh, yeah. as a new employee, how are you, onboarding somebody too right because are they doing online trading by themselves are they shadowing somebody in some cases not anymore because they are at home um and then sometimes you're interviewing over you know virtual means um i remember you know joel you're the newest (laughs) member of our team but you know it's been over a year now but i remember one of the things we noticed was your bookshelf (laughs) it was (laughs) nice and organized and it went looks like an organized kind of guy like it's little things like that actually stood
2: out actually interesting you say that because um uh a, a glance at an individual's personal life would mm-hmm. probably most likely mirror like his, his professional life or his professional ethic would most likely right. mirror, yep. you know, what's in his profe- uh, personal. Yeah. So maybe even asking questions, as you mentioned, I don't know, maybe something not obviously too personal. It'd be, yeah, it'd be, be, be inappropriate careful. in an interview, but just something to get some character, I guess, mm-hmm. out, out of the individual, s- some behavior out of the individual. Sounds yeah. uh, s- yeah. sounds yes. pretty legit. Yeah. You know?
1: Um, things like what do you do in your free time? Give me yeah. some examples of your hobbies. hobbies. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, tell me a little bit more about yourself without actually pro cause there are rules yep. that you have to be aware of right? yeah. about questions you can't ask. Right. right. Um so tell me a little bit more about yourself. Keeps it broad enough <coughs> right. that you're not drilling into, you know, do you have a family? Are yeah. you married? Yeah, are you, yeah. You know, and and those types of Right. That aren't aren't
2: really. Law firms are infamous for asking those kinds of questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: great. oh yeah. excellent! Great. Yeah, well, thinking no, of
0: other questions that are a little like out there too. Like you know, to you know, sometimes when you ask the hobby question, you get the you know Typical. the reading, hiking, yeah. spending time with family, and you're like, okay, just like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. But to draw something out, sometimes thinking out of the. Thinking about your business and things, the characteristics of your business, you know, where do you get your, you know, ideas from or your inspiration from Mm -hmm. maybe finding out if there's a particular athlete they follow or author or things like that. You can draw some more information out of them. That's a little more nuanced. Yeah.
2: Like reading, maybe what do you read, right? If if you like mystery books, then you're probably someone who's curious, somebody who's a little bit on the creative side. Um, If you're nonfiction, right, it it could point to the fact that you're, uh, you love reading, um, like um, about maybe about society, psychology, whatever it is. But yeah. I guess the type of reading yeah. actually also says a lot uh, about the individual. So
0: drilling down a little bit, I think, is yeah. always instead sort of just the surface level yeah. stuff that often we get. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it might be just what's exciting you today, like right what's a top of, what's an exciting project you're working on today, or what yeah. are you looking forward to? Um, you know, there's there's several questions that you can just kind of get their frame of mind of yeah. where yeah. they're thinking and and what are some of the things right. That, uh, yeah. That are that are exciting them. Today. So
2: these are some tips on um, how to basically get some behavior or character out of the individual just to see if if they're a good fit but what are some tips when now you previously you said you want to analyze your your b- current business where you are where you want to be and what gaps yes. um, what is required to get to where you want to be and if, if you do require another individual then obviously you want to go uh, down the route of recruiting that individual what are some tips as to um, whether business leaders or business owners can do? To really look at that analysis or really go through that analysis to see um, uh, what kind of expectations they require, I guess.
1: Expectations for the person you're going to hire or their uh, the expectations their business, as, a as a business? As a business. As a business. Yeah. Rightly so. There are, you know, you want to be careful you don't have such high expectations that the person you're looking for doesn't even exist. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And so, so this is where you want to pull in your advisors, um, meaning like your, your, colleagues other people within your business outside of your business your network being able to to tap into other people within your your Mm -hmm. network again it comes down to you know what size of business are you If you're just a one-man shop then your resources are a little limited but that doesn't mean that you can't reach out to other people that might also be business owners right right if you're a more established um company where you have a human resource department, um, or other lines of business within the business, then it becomes a little bit more uh, of a possibility.
0: But yeah. I think your point to find taking the time to look for those specific gaps and then to figure out what role and what qualities that person needs yes. to have to fill it is an important step. Instead of just saying, okay, we're short, we need somebody, yeah. slot somebody in. It's yeah. putting a little more thought into it. Because
2: I think that's what happened to a lot of tech companies I've been reading in the past couple of years. Right. The, uh, they overhired and now we're seeing mass layoffs. Right. Obviously, right. some layoffs are... Um, in anticipation of a possible recession in North America and, you know, Europe and maybe worldwide. Mm -hmm. But I was reading a lot of articles saying that tech companies just went on like a hiring spree in COVID, right? And they just, I guess they overhired. And, you know, back to your point where... Um, and I think you mentioned 8AME as well where if you hire enough, if, if you realize you hire too much and you want to let go now it not only affect first of all it's an awkward thing to do no yeah, doubt
0: yeah, yeah. right
2: like the emails that Elon Musk and, and Tesla <laughs> yeah. were sending
1: out <laughs> that's,
0: pretty, that's pretty
2: hilarious but um, it's also hard on the team right because yes. if now you're pulling culture, someone yeah. Yeah, you're pulling an individual out of yeah. the team mm-hmm. where the other members were relying on this specific individual for specific tasks or whatnot Yeah. now he's he or she's no longer available yeah. right yes. so it
0: can change the morale it does yeah, yeah. yeah
2: it changes the yeah. Sure. And you obviously create, I don't know, some kind of um, paranoia, fear. maybe amongst other, yeah. fear amongst yeah. other employees as yeah. well, right? Yeah. So,
1: And, you know, you bring up an interesting point about your team. Yeah. Engage your team.
2: Yes. Right. right.
1: So they're involved in the day-to-day. They know what's required. They know what is a good fit. Yeah. Um, they know where their gaps are. So so reach out to them. But don't lose the idea that there could be lack of efficiencies in, in the way you're doing things. Is there a better way for us to do this without actually adding a body? Right. Because right. there's that learning curve, too, that comes into play.
2: Oh, so you're suggesting that before you go on the, the endeavor of hiring an in- individual see if whatever tasks you need or whatever gaps you have can be filled by the current team right.
1: and the
0: current team being Just more efficient reorganizing and productive. Yeah, productive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's Reorganizing,
1: yeah. Yeah. using technology. Yeah. You know, are there different ways we can do things? And that's, again, where you engage. Again, somebody's
0: on the team that's maybe stronger in a certain area where somebody's weaker, yeah. so maybe realigning certain tasks uh, yes. to fit as that's the well. the whole
1: idea behind the personality.
0: Right. Well,
2: yeah. So I have a question for you, ladies. And in, in light of all this uh, quiet quitting and now there's a new thing oh, called... Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is it called? I just read about it the other day. Uh, the Mondays where they do oh bare minimum Mondays now is, oh, is quite a um, oh boy yeah it's, it's quite <laughs> a a fab now on, uh, on on social media so retention then uh, yes. uh, Tanya after yeah. after you hire after you've yes. vetted the the ideal candidate and you've hired the ideal candidate yep. how do you retain them because companies are having difficulties In keeping retaining. them engaged Amy you, you and I were talking the other day yeah. I know your husband is a, is a business owner and you realize like companies are just headhunting other, other individuals from yeah. you know mm. taken from each other and, to
0: retain their talent Yeah, Yeah.
2: exactly. So what are some, what are some tips and and suggestions you have, Mm, Tanya, for us? Yeah,
1: it's a great question. Um, You want to be careful when you are interviewing or drawing out those behavioral qualities that you also understand motivators. right? If you're dealing with an individual who's like, that's all that matters is money, 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 money. If you don't meet their expectations, they're just going to go elsewhere. right? So it's understanding those internal motivators, making sure you're clear with expectations. I know that seems straightforward, but at the end of the day, you need to be clear right up front what your expectations are for the first 30, 60, 90 days. Right. And and meet regularly with your candidate, right? And and make sure you're setting them up for success. Right. And this could be having a buddy. It could be making sure that you do regular check-ins, actually something I recommend, right, to be able to, especially at the beginning when right. they're just kind of figuring things out, what could we do to better support you? Yeah. Um, And then aligning the long term with their motivators. So if I have a motivation of continuous learning and I I always want to continue moving in the organization and continue learning, are there some self-development or development courses they can do so that they see that there's a path for them and that this isn't just a job?
0: Right, right
1: we see this actually a lot with our next generation in terms of not having a clear career path. Yeah, Yeah. It's really important for our next generation to know what's ahead and being able to have that path.
0: Well, because what we've kind of observed, you know, just looking at, you see a lot of younger folks, they tend to, they get a job and then it, seems to be the trend of you talk to somebody then you get another you, you jump for the the yeah. the pay you jump for the pay you jump for the pay you do that every you know year or two like the i remember like i sound like an old lady now but we used to be like you want to have like this longevity and loyalty yeah. on your resume but now you look at resumes it's like 1 to 2 years and then they jump 1 yeah. to 2 years and jump mm-hmm. but then they hit a plateau yeah. and i don't think they realize what that plateau is. It's like you actually have to stay with an organization and grow within the organization to get to that next big leap. Mm-hmm. And so I think to your point, if you're a business owner, how do you show them that path? And then on a consistent basis, remind them of that Yes. Yeah. to show them that vision, I think is really, really important. Yeah. yeah.
1: We underestimate the power of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's showing them how to get there. too, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not just pie in the sky, mm-hmm. but these are the things that we're going right. to expect. From you, if you want to move to that level. Yeah.
2: yeah. I have one last question, if that's okay with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was a question posed by, uh, uh, I saw one time by an HR manager on LinkedIn, and it was a good question, in my opinion. Uh, I, I don't even know the answer to it. He, he I think he didn't post the answer. He was basically just getting suggestions, but basically it went like this. So a company, company A hires individual X, right? Now, of course, company A expects from individual X certain expectations, but they also, as you mentioned in the retention process, where you support um, the individual in terms of achieving his or her goals, whether growth, um, continuing education, whatnot, right? The question is, Who steps up first, the company's responsibilities to the employee or the employee's expectations towards Hmm. the company?
1: Steps up first in what sense? In
2: terms of like, does the employee have to show um, the support for the company and then the company will provide the support for for his goals or is it vice versa?
0: The chicken and the The egg. egg.
2: It's (laughs) almost like the chicken (laughs) and the egg problem. Yeah.
1: I actually think it's a partnership. So uh, I wouldn't say it's one or the other, but it's a mutual understanding right so so I mentioned the 30, 60, 90 day plan, and then long term, yeah, it's it's a co-creation. Uh, I right. like the word co-creation. Mm-hmm. We're co-creating beyond just the formal stuff, right because yeah. the larger companies will have the formal onboarding, mm-hmm. but what are the things that? we can do to better support you in the way you learn right. um, can be things like buddies, or like I said, the regular check-ins are important, making right. sure they that are. they're actually yep. seeing and being included yep. uh, in the process. Right. Agree, yeah. um, so to me, it's more of a co-creation. So
2: it's more of like both of them, um, meeting meeting the others' expectations, the employee meeting the company's expectation and the company obviously meeting the individuals' expectation at mm-hmm. the same time. It's not like one, you know, one goes um oh, I mean of course over time it, there has to be co-creation, but the question was posed, like which one has to which one has to support first? Yeah. M- most of obviously on LinkedIn because most of them are employees. They were answering that we expect our company to make sure that our values and our goals are, are at least, we're on the process of those goals before I'm gonna worry about my company's goals. Like I want to, I want to see first that they're worried about me and my person, yes. right, and myself before right. I start worrying about their self. Yes. Whether it's true or not, I, I don't know. It's it just a question that was posed. Yeah. I, I found it an interesting question. Yeah. You
1: know, it's and it's valid, but again, it comes back to making sure the employees' goals are. A with the company's goals yeah, right. Yeah. because, you know, essentially that's that sense of contribution. Right. right. And if there's no sense of, of contribution and my goals are misaligned with yeah. the company's goals, it's going to be really hard. I right. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. It's going to be hard to be able to fulfill both yeah. at right. the same time. Gotcha.
0: Well, you want people, you spend an awful lot of time uh, working. You want to make sure you're in a place that you enjoy, that yes. again, should the, has that partnership where you feel engaged day to day versus... You know, clocking in and clocking out. Yeah. That sounds like a really yeah. sad way to spend a lot of hours. So, yeah. if you have a business owner that's engaging you and, and interesting, you know, you've, you've found some real magic yeah. and uh, you can really create some I, good opportunities. I always remember,
2: you guys remember that 19, I think it was 19, who was that really famous actor in the 1920s where, and he, Charlie, I think? Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin? Charlie Chaplin, if you remember, yeah. yeah, yeah remember yeah, yeah. His, his skits of like the the factory work and he was just there eight hours a yes. day yeah, yeah, putting yeah, yeah. the exact same, same screw thing. in the exact same hole. Like, yeah. I just remember all that all the whole time. yeah, yeah. So yeah the clocking in, clocking out, and just Same. I just remembered that was yeah. such a funny skit. But, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Well, that, thank you, it. Tanya. Yeah. I think well, that was very pleasure. helpful, lot, and Tanya. we always appreciate the business coach perspective. And My if pleasure. you're a business owner, it never hurts to get somebody else yeah. engaged yeah, to yes, to take another look at things with a fresh set of eyes. so Yeah, absolutely. and
1: you know what? If it's over your head as a business owner. Don't hesitate to outsource. If you need to outsource, there are people that do this uh, on a full-time basis. Um, You don't have to become recruiters. You can actually go out and find some resources that can can help. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. All right. Thanks a lot, Tanya. Thanks again. Until
0: next time.